departments are my life, and no one has reminded me of this more than today's guest. I owe my entire career, every moment, every cycle, high and low, up and down, to the multifamily industry. And I can say, with the greatest conviction, Lincoln, now Legacy, launched many a career, mine being just one. The story began in the early 80s when a handful of Texas cowboys made their way west to launch Lincoln Property Company in Foster City, California. Names like Preston Butcher, Dean Henry, Jim Woodson, Denny McLary, Ernie Wong, true pioneers who made a lasting mark on Silicon Valley before there really was a Silicon Valley. And now legacy stretches across the nation following the vision of those early Texans decades ago. That rich and remarkable story is far too long for this show, but it comes full circle with today's guest, Matt Brendel, Senior Managing Director of Texas and Tennessee for the one, the only Legacy Partners. Matt, I can't tell you how delighted I am to have you on the show and what great memories and history you have brought up in recent days with our team. Thanks for the invitation. Definitely uh, honored to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and Legacy Partners. Sure. Well, uh, my most important vocation in life is as a husband and father. But uh, besides that, uh, I am the senior managing director for the Texas regional office, which includes all development activities for Texas and Tennessee. Uh, I've had the fortune of being in the multifamily industry now for over 20 years. Uh, I've been with Legacy now for, for two years. And before that, I was the uh, divisional president for JPI, uh, where I led a team of professionals, and we were uh, able to develop over 30 communities and almost 12,000 apartment homes uh, during that tenure. Uh, and as you know, Legacy Partners is a privately held real estate firm, and we develop, own, and manage uh, multifamily communities throughout the United States. Uh, today, uh, we're active in uh, state of Washington, Northern and Southern California, uh, Colorado, Texas, and have expanded to Florida now. We're, we're also looking to expand into uh, Tennessee um, and Georgia and the Carolinas. You know, over the history, uh, Lincoln now legacy has developed over 66,000 apartment homes over its history. So definitely a, a long and uh, successful history. Since you joined Legacy Partners, Matt, the company has greatly expanded its presence in Texas. What change in the markets prompted the company's decision to focus on Texas? Sure. It's a great question. I'd say, you know, when you look at the demand drivers for multifamily, the number one and number two demand drivers are population growth and job growth. Some people might tell you the number one, two, three, four, five is job growth. Uh, and frankly, Texas has led in both population growth and job growth. So over the past 15 years, it's, it's led in population growth. And uh, actually, when you look at the Texas economy versus the rest of the world, it ranks ninth in the world economies. So it's pretty, uh, pretty unbelievable stats. And, you know, like everybody says, Texas has a competitive advantage and uh, business advantages uh, such as no property, no, no income tax and, uh, you know, no business taxes and, and things like that. So it's a very business friendly uh, environment. I think this is the reason you're seeing corporations like Toyota and McKesson, CBRE, Amazon, Tesla, HP, Oracle, just to name a few who have either moved to or expanded their operations in Texas. And frankly, I think this is just the beginning of the Texas boom. Your title at Legacy Partners is Senior Managing Director for Texas and Tennessee. 
when should we expect to hear news of a project in Tennessee? Sure, great, great question. Uh, we don't have anything on the map today, but you know, whenever we at Legacy Partners want to expand into new markets, we attempt to be very strategic and data driven. So we take some time to look at the market. So for the past six to 12 months, we've been evaluating the market, evaluating sites, uh, meeting people, creating relationships. And we're just at the point where we're ready to kind of stake our flag uh, today in Nashville. So we're, we're starting to look at some opportunities and bidding on uh, some projects, but aren't prepared just yet to, uh, to announce anything, but expect to be able to do so very soon. Nashville, fascinating. Yes. Looking at Legacy's recent development, it appears that your sweet spot is 200 to 400 units, mid-rise market rate. Then there's Camber Ranch in Austin at 483 units in 22 two- and three-story buildings. Why the different approach? Well, that's a great question also. And when you look at Legacy's capabilities uh, from a development front, we have built everything from high-rise buildings that are over 20 stories to you know, seven-story podiums to surface park uh, projects where that, that might be three-story and even are developing the capability to build single-family homes in a build-to-rent type uh, community. So when we look at certain opportunities and we, uh, we, uh, we want to move forward with those opportunities, again, we're, we're data-driven. So we're looking at uh, kind of rigorous site planning efforts and market analysis. This site specifically is a 35-acre site, which is much larger than uh, than you typically see. And when we went to this site, what, what struck us was the topography of the site. So there were a lot of rolling hills, there was a creek running through the middle of the site, and it was just a beautiful property. So when we planned the property, we wanted to embrace the topography and embrace the, the natural setting of that site. And so what you find is we're, uh, we're trying to use less of the site and keep more, you know, pervious cover and uh, more trees and, and really orient everything towards the, the creek there. So that's why you see the 22 three-story uh, home. So we think the amenities, including the natural area, will be a large driver for, uh, for resident demand, including the technology that we provide and the customer service as well. Some of your properties are described as transit-oriented developments. There have been reports, especially from New York City and from San Francisco Bay Area, of ridership on mass transit dropping dramatically since the pandemic. Has that also been the case in Texas, or do you think that the definition of TOD will change to put more emphasis on freeway access and less proximity to mass transit? Well, frankly, we've seen the same thing uh, kind of due to the pandemic. Mass transit ridership has been down in Texas as well. I think when you look at the statistics, it's about uh, it's down about 50% uh, due to the pandemic. Um, however, I, th I think I'd point out a few things there. One is when you look at the drop in ridership, we think that's a short-term evolution and that when people start coming back to work, we'll start seeing the ridership come back to pre-pandemic and maybe uh, over pre-pandemic levels as the infrastructure continues to be uh, expanded. The other thing I'd point out is when you look at uh, mass transit and where municipalities plan this mass transit in quote-unquote TOD areas, uh, there's a lot of different uh, descriptions of those. So it's usually in the path of growth. It's typically higher density population. There's thousands of jobs in the area, lots of entertainment and dining options, connectivity to other forms, as you've mentioned, of transportation, including interstates, you know, freeways, tollways, trail systems. And all of these things our residents uh, covet as 
you know, part of their uh, living environment. Um, and so I think what you see with TOD, and I think you need to look at probably connectivity, quote unquote, in a broader sense, which includes not just mass transit, but includes all forms of infrastructure and connectivity, including roads, uh, trail systems, and, and mass transit. Are there any headwinds that you see that might limit the ability to grow the pipeline to meet unprecedented demand that we're seeing today? Um, definitely. Uh, it, it'd be cliche to say we live in interesting times, but uh, there's always been unique obstacles that our industry has had to overcome. I think the, the main obstacles today fall into two buckets. Uh, one of those is the supply chain uh, disruptions that you've seen over the past couple of years, and, and those are real, and we've had some significant uh, construction cost inflation uh, over that time. Thankfully, in the uh, during that same period of time, we've had unprecedented growth as well, and so the market has cooperated where even though we've had increased construction costs, we've had uh, unprecedented occupancies and increased uh, rental, rent growth and, and all the things that go into the equation of, of development. However, I don't, it's hard to imagine that these trends can continue at the pace that they, that they have been. So I think we, as an industry, need to, uh, need to plan and, and plan for the future uh, in that regard. The other bucket um, that I think these headwinds fall into is a general regulation bucket. And you know, by most accounts, we are undersupplied in housing in general by four to five million housing units. So that's both single family and multifamily combined. And honestly, builders cannot keep up with this demand. So we'll be undersupplied for some period of time. At the same time, we continue to hear a cry for affordable housing, which I think we can all agree is very important uh, for, for our country and, and our economy. Uh, there was a recent study that was conducted by NAHB and, and NMHC. And that study concluded that almost a third of our uh, development costs in a multifamily project are due to regulations. So it's, it's one area that we should look to when we're thinking about, you know, affordable housing. How can we um, work with municipalities and, and help with some of these regulations? That same study actually uh, also showed that about 85% of developers uh, experienced that uh, there were delays or sometimes even uh, projects died during the entitlement process because of neighborhood objections or nimbyism. And so that's also uh, causing the supply not to be there to, to meet demand. And so I think the more we can work with neighborhoods, the more we can uh, help explain how we can achieve affordable housing and the more we can work together with municipalities in a, uh, in a teamwork effort will, will help us solve some of these issues. Those are the true points. Absolutely. What other trends do you see in the markets today that can be incorporated into a, a solid business plan going forward? Sure. We're, we're always looking at trends and evolving trends. Uh, one of the things which I mentioned earlier that uh, we now have the capability to develop is uh, the single family, you know, build to rent communities. We're hearing a lot about those. It's still a small segment of, uh, of housing uh, at large, but, uh, but it's actually being accepted and, and there's a strong demand for this product type. So we, we should actually be starting on our first uh, build to rent community, uh, single family community by the end of 2022 and uh, hope that it's part of our business plan and a larger part uh, going forward. The other thing that we're looking at is, you know, the number one amenity that residents are looking for today isn't the large pool and the fitness center like it was in the past, although those are still important. 
the number one uh, amenity that residents are looking for is technology and being connected uh, and smart home uh, technology and things like that. So we have made a concerted effort to provide managed Wi-Fi to 100% of our homes and 100% of our communities so that you can be connected at all times and so that it can facilitate our smart home technology. So I think that's uh, vitally important uh, going forward, especially as more and more uh, people think that work from home options are going to continue into the future. So as you work from home, you need to have connectivity and you need to have uh, that bolstered uh, Wi-Fi uh, connectivity. So we expect to do that. And then in addition, we're looking at uh, designing our spaces in a smarter way where we can provide work from home options and work from home locations, as well as providing, you know, co-working areas from a communal uh, aspect as well. You know, the, the one thing that our industry uh, experiences on a consistent basis is change. And, uh, but I think, you know, all the data uh, points to that the future is bright for our industry. And so I think, you know, we at Legacy Partners and, and all of our other uh, brethren just need to keep our eye on the, uh, you know, on the trends and the evolution of the trends so that we can provide the, the highest level of living experience. Matt, I'm curious, your single family for rent, where, where is that? Uh, there are two projects that we're looking at right now in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, so they're kind of in the northern suburbs of, of Dallas-Fort Worth where, you know, I think we're, what we're seeing is it's the resident who uh, wants to have all the amenities that a typical uh, multifamily community provides, but maybe have a little bit more space and four walls and a little bit of a backyard for their pets. You know, we're seeing a lot of our residents, almost 50% of our residents have pets. And so um, this is a, a product type that they're really seeking out. Wow. That's, that is brilliant. Legacy is at the tip of the spear as always. Yes. Uh, I'm blessed to be part of this organization and definitely excited about the future. Matt, best show ever. Keep the torch burning and the cranes on the horizon. Yes. Uh, some people say the crane is the uh, state bird of Texas. So we will uh, try to continue to keep the torch burning and uh, look forward to a bright future. Brilliant. It's a wonderful life in multifamily. Oh, the people that you'll meet and the places that you'll build. Turning dirt into housing and stabilizing the lives of a nation. We follow generations of great developers who acted on vision and who moved fearlessly through all cycles, economies, and political environments, through all of time and in this moment. Thank you for being with us today. Builders, developers, operators, you are what makes this nation great. Housing remains the backbone of our nation and will continue to shape its potential for success and greatness. I'm Linda Hoffman. Look for our next exciting episode of NAHB Power Hitters.